0: everyone welcome back to another episode of almost better than silence i'm your host doug coleman i'm here today with the other co-hosts brendan mccullough and whitney nelson how are you guys doing
1: doing well pretty good i had a popsicle for breakfast nice. Ooh, that's yeah. an interesting
0: choice but it sounds delicious uh I'm what out of
1: food i don't have anything else uh the strawberry shortcake the one with the, like the crunchy bites on the outside
0: oh shit that's the good shit I don't even think I've had that, but that sounds fantastic. What? You've
2: never had that? That is by far the best.
0: Oh, man. I gotta get my hands on one of those.
2: any frozen treat.
1: Because it it just straight up feels like cake. Like, it just... It's 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 wonderful. The
2: the texture of the crumb parts on the outside is impossible to recreate or
1: describe.
0: Actually, just by you guys describing it that much in depth reminded me I did have that many years ago, and now I want to relive that experience.
1: (laughs) It's like a cheesecake popsicle. I
0: love it. But... For those tuning in, this is a video game podcast. Um, and there's a decent amount of things to talk about for once. I'm really excited <laughs> about us. this episode. Uh, I, I can't say that to be fair. This has been a pretty interesting game for, uh, interesting game for years. I, I always get that backwards. It was interesting <laughs> year for games. But I, like Brendan and I have alluded to, I think 2019 is going to even be a bigger game. So I was in a Facebook <laughs> group. People are saying, like, is this a golden age of gaming right now that we're living in? And I, I'm hard-pressed to say no. No, I think it's true like it's pretty wild but anyway we can kind of
1: what I, I would argue 2019 is going to be a good year for gaming because everything for 2018 has been delayed to 2019
0: yes that is our like I don't know theory and it makes sense but there's some really exciting games happening now and it's going to be an interesting game of the year discussion towards the end of the year but before we get to all that let's kind of hear what you guys have been gaming lately uh is there anything new in either of your systems or PCs? Uh,
2: I played the demo, the um, amazing adventures of captain spirit.
0: Oh, fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, We had a brief spoiler cast on that a couple weeks ago. I really enjoyed it. What were your thoughts?
2: I, I liked it quite a bit. I think that there was an, they did an incredible job. There's no real gameplay or decision-making, which is what I hear. The, Games are about, like, the Life is Strange games, about, like, decision-making and, and that kind of stuff, which I love. But there wasn't too much of that in this. I thought the world that they built and the, like, characters were incredibly... Like, for a, a demo where basically nothing happens, it felt yeah. very rich and, like, a lot happened and I was very emotionally invested. So I think mm-hmm. they did an incredible job with story. I just feel like... um and the the it looked incredible. Like the art of it and the color palettes and everything was so good. The music was great, but I did feel like it was lacking in actual gameplay. It was very much just like a walkthrough. Um so
0: Yeah, that's definitely a valid complaint, I guess. Um I don't know. I think Life is Strange games are more interesting well it's more or less kind of like the precursor to life is strange 2 apparently captain spirit is a character or involved in some way and the ending of which we saw those other people i think those are the main characters of life is strange 2 so it's i don't know it kind of just wets your tongue for life is strange 2 and i'm very eager for that well i guess (laughs) we're talking Uh, about strawberry shortcake i'm hungry now fair enough um, yeah, no, I definitely yeah.
2: I definitely want to play, and I wanted to play this first because they talked about it at E3 standing alone um, and being an intro to the world for people that haven't played the game. So I wanted to play that before going back and playing Life is Strange, but I definitely want to play Life is Strange now. I just was expecting a little bit more in the way of, like, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but it, it's good. It's a really good uh, demo, and I definitely did sort of tease me for Life is Strange 2 and playing Life is Strange, but I think that they could have done a little bit more with it.
0: That makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. I I'm glad it was free. It would have been <laughs> very upsetting if anyone had to pay for this because it's like, yeah, this is it's good enough for a free sample to white your appetite. But totally. yes. yeah, it's really there's not much substance to it. It's it's the free samples at Costco. And then you just run around getting four times as many as anyone should to make a meal out of it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But no, that's uh, a cool one to play and experience.
2: And then I got back into Destiny Sucked Me Back In.
1: <laughs> okay, the, uh, big update?
2: Yeah. Uh, so I haven't even gotten into a lot of the big update stuff yet, because I was actually behind on story. I had stopped mm-hmm. playing at um, Curse of Osiris which I really enjoyed but that's because I'm in love with Oded Fair who do you guys remember the mummy with Brendan Fraser he was the yes, head magi
1: Oh uh, yeah the one with the beard and Yeah uh, yeah yeah and the yeah. tattoos on
2: his cheeks so I'm oh. in love with him and he was the voice of Osiris and <laughs> curse of Osiris and oh, nice. um and then Marina Bakerin uh was the voice of his ghost so those like you couldn't find two voice actors that would get me more like I got to play this sort <laughs> but i really liked uh Curse of Osiris i feel like Destiny 2 you know obviously there's a lot out there that has already been said that i don't need to say about Destiny 2 and what they are doing wrong and what they're doing right and it's more wrong than right but um, I didn't play any of Warmind expansions, so I, I'm playing through Warmind before I get into the Forsaken stuff, and they have changed a lot, and some of it I love and some of it I hate. The whole new weapon system is terrible, mm-hmm. and literally I'm getting generic random blue drop for new weapons that are more powerful than like legendaries I had customized before, so basically all Ouch. of my old equipment is useless now. Um,
1: yeah, and they made oh, it cool. much much
2: more <laughs> expensive to upgrade. Like you can like combine guns to make better guns, but it's now much more costly as far as uh what you need to be able to do that. You need like in-game um there's like stuff you collect on each of the different planets that's basically like currency or something. You need that now, you didn't need that before. Um it's just more expensive to like upgrade weapons so if I want to keep my old stuff and make it more useful it's going to be a lot of grinding to get there and I actually feel like what I've seen so far they keep making it more about the grind which I know is Hmm. to challenge the serious players but they make it so like solo players can't get high enough in light level and you know like Uh, for people that 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 don't have teams it's Every time they do a new update, I feel like it's harder and harder to be casual about Destiny, Um, which is, I get that that's an easy fix for all of these players who feel like they're taking advantage. Like, when Destiny 2 first rolled around, all of the hardcore players felt like they were being taken advantage of and not given anything in return. So I think their way of listening to the fans is to reward the people who grind. But their weeks are now four days. Like they have oh, new, wow. new stuff that releases, you know, every week and it was but they shorten that time period. So like you can't just play once a week by yourself and be able to actually get too far. But they've done super interesting stuff with PvP that is very interesting and fun so far. Um they call it Gambit, which is different from their just like regular team PvP stuff. And you have to kill like you, you're against the other team, but you're also against random spawning enemies. So mm-hmm. you have to kill the random spawning enemies and collect their motes of light and then put them in your collector. It actually reminds me of, of League of Legends or Heroes of the Storm in the way that like the the um, the goal of the match is very, very different than anything Destiny has done before. Um, you can sabotage the other team by like when you get collect enough light, you can go into their side of the base. But also both sides of the bases are fighting enemies that are also shooting at them. And so it's a little bit chaotic, but it's also very fun. And I like that. I like that they're branching out more with the PVP stuff because their controls are so satisfying and so good as someone who's like obsessed with things, making sense in controls and, and feeling, having Mm -hmm. some like, just like satisfying animation and sound and whatever to make it more intuitive. Destiny does that so well, but I feel like no one wants to do the big world stories and, and, very few people can grind on Destiny all the time. And their PvP stuff, you can do matches. It's a little bit harder now because my weapons aren't up to snuff with everybody else's. Um, but adding more options for PvP means I can come in and I can spend an hour, play a couple of matches, and leave again and have a good time. And so the the more that they add in different variations of games to play in there, um, the more I enjoy it. So.
0: Awesome. Wow. Okay, as someone who's brand new to Destiny, especially <laughs> brand uh, Destiny 2, because I got it for free uh, during PlayStation Plus recently, I played for an hour or two, it very much scratched my Halo itch that I've been missing mm-hmm. for the longest time. Um, and the fact that it's by Bungie, it just feels like fucking Halo, but in a different universe. Uh, funny thing that I noticed is the enemies, I, d- I forget what they're called already, but like the, the big gruesome looking guys, from a distance, it, to me it looks like they're hamsters for heads, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> they're like (laughs) they look really cute but like then as you get up close they're like hideous creatures so i don't know why but like maybe it's just my bad eyesight but regardless i i felt like i'm just shooting a bunch of hamsters i'm like this game's so weird how'd it get so popular but i'm like oh they're not hamsters at all um but no i did i did enjoy the game but oh man your description of like how it's like kind of going downhill they, they are kind of keeping it afloat but it just makes me kind of feel like i'm like walking in the door like, t- observing the scene, and then just walking out right immediately. It's like, I don't know if I necessarily <laughs> want to participate in this. But I'm I i I'm not sure, though, because of the fact that it did scratch an itch for me of me missing FPSs. I think I will play it a little longer, but if it's if it's got, like, a story mode, that's probably what I'll stick to, because I don't necessarily see me playing with other people. I'm not much of an online gamer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've had a few MMO experiences where it's like, you re- you need additional people in order to progress through either the levels or the storyline and yeah it's weird to say that that always bumps me out it's like oh you want to play it a, does for know, me too. yeah a massive online game where there's hundreds of other people it's like i don't i don't want to talk to them. get get them away from <laughs> me it's like, i want to be locked up in my room alone even in the game like i because it's just so hard to coordinate a huge team and you know you got three healers and they're all dicking around doing other stuff or mining resources or something. It's like, no, you're crucial to the rest of the team. And then everyone's dead. Like, it's just... And sometimes people are just gross and bad and weird. Like, so it can just be exhausting when you're forced to have teams for... But it, then again, uh, Bungie... Or Bungie uh, Destiny has said to be, like, the MMO sort of shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, So I can understand why they do something like that. But yeah, that's always... Annoying that there's no alternative. I would rather have a more of a grind that's three times as long to do solo than to do with a team. Well, but mean, it's still do, an option. You,
2: you They do do a pretty good job of keeping the nightfalls and the strikes and the stuff you need a team for separate from the story. But the gear, if you want to be... If you want to hit those higher levels of story and those higher levels of like strikes and nightfalls and whatever, you need to do the strikes and nightfalls with teams because that's where the good gear is. And that's mm-hmm. what's frustrating to me because that's never been a thing that I've really branched into at all. I, the like PvP stuff I do because it's easy, quick match. You don't need to know anyone. You go in and you play around and then, you know, you win or lose and you're done. And yeah. that I get into. And the story I get into, the strikes and nightfalls and stuff, I've just never had a team. I can't, first of all, it's too hard to get people all on the same console, let alone all playing at the same time to get exactly uh, going. Yes. I'm always playing at weird hours that no one else is playing and stuff like that. So uh, it, it bums me out that that is consistently with Destiny, the best, the way to get the good gear is that you have to do it with other people. Um, but I do feel like they do and uh, have more options in most games for like keeping that separate and you can still do the story. It's just much more difficult. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
2: But you can do it without doing, like, strikes and nightfalls and stuff with a team.
1: That's good. Yeah, I've, I've hit that hurdle, too, being on the a different coast from almost everyone I know. Yeah. So it's like, oh, hey, guys, you want to play? It's like, yeah, we got a 30-minute window. Anything outside of that, we're <laughs> fucked. It's like, ah.
0: So. Right. Oh well, that's cool to hear that you're back into Destiny 2. Maybe if I get anywhere close to your on your level, we could play together at some <laughs> point. But we'll I see. just
2: got someone else to start playing, and he's like playing from scratch as well. Never really played one at all, I think, and uh, hasn't played any of two. So I am definitely willing to join a group of much lower level people to to pick okay.
1: around.
0: <laughs> cool. <laughs> I willing... appreciate that. Yeah, a lot of people aren't. <laughs>
1: She's willing to <laughs> handicap herself.
0: Yes, <laughs> quite literally. I
2: mean. It doesn't matter how high a level I am, I'm still going to walk off a cliff and kill myself anyway.
0: (laughs) Jeez, (laughs) that's funny. Um, But how about you, Brent? Is there anything new on your plate? I'm assuming you're still going with Enter the Gungeon, or what's up with that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Doug, you don't even listen to our own show. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, No, I have uh, subsided all of my uh, roguelike uh, runs. I'm good and broken that addiction for now. But that's because I'm subsidizing it with an addiction to Monster Hunter World, which is oh, kind of like right. a roguelike. Like, that's it's different every time. Uh, yeah, well, no, to a degree. Um, so yeah, I've just been playing that a shitload and it's just ruining my sleep schedule because it's one of those games where it's like, ah, oh, you died. And it's like, all right, let me get back up, run back in that quest, let me do it real quick. Like, while I still am all prepped and ready for it. And then it just leads into another quest. It's like, I, 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 I saw that other monster there. I gotta go hunt him real quick. Let me go back into that area. And then next thing you know, it's just like 3 in the morning. And it's just like, fuck!
0: Um, yeah. Is but, this the kind of game you would start another character just to, like, explore a different class and stuff? Or is that taking n- it too far?
1: No, there's no real classes. There's different weapons. But you can switch to them at any time. There's no skills with the weapon. It's just okay. mechanics. So uh, there's sword and shield. And then there's... Uh, charge axe which is a sword and shield but then you can combine it into a giant axe that just throws out explosions Um, there's the hunting horn which is usually some sort of musical instrument that can do buffs or debuffs for allies and enemies Um, there's just a giant katana and that's it it's just a big ass katana you can play a sephiroth if you want Um, I'm basically using a switch axe which is a giant axe and then once you build up enough charge you can switch it into a giant sword that will just shoot out uh, el- elemental charges of whatever element's attached to it. And then it just explodes once you build up enough. Um, so they're great. They're, it's a lot of variety of the different weapons. Uh, there's also guns and bows and arrows and stuff. But there's no skill tree for any of them. It's no class. You just It's like, hey, I got enough of the material to build this cool-ass sword and shield. Let me switch that for a bit and play around with that. But typically people find the weapon they like best and just stick with that. Like, so for me, switch Act and if I'm in a group of people, hunting horn. So okay. it's uh, pretty easy to mess around with and just try new things with, especially with the different armors and the different monsters you're hunting at the time. So you're, you're usually fighting a monster where it's like, oh, he's weak against ice and strong against fire. And if you kill him enough times, you get all of his gear that it has that same property. Okay. So it's, you know, pretty adaptable for the region and stuff. But goddamn, is it addicting.
0: How big of a world is it?
1: So, in the other Monster Hunter games, it would be a map would be divided up into, like, 13 regions, and each region you would go to would have to have a small loading screen. Okay. And it was a way to have a big map without massive, I guess, crunch time or loading time for them. Um, That way they can load them all in segments. Yeah. But the annoying thing is a monster would hit you through a different uh, region. (laughs) So you'd be in, like... Area 1, but if you're right by the entrance and the monster, like, hits you with its tail, you fly into Area 2, and it would load. Then you just uh, get back up, dust yourself off, go back into Area 1, and it have to load again. So that was That's really That's hilarious. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, but I'm glad they figured that one out.
1: Yeah, so this one, they're like, all the consoles are, you know, stronger, PCs are stronger now, so they're, they just do... Same thing where it's a giant map, but now there's no loads between the areas. The right. areas are just marked off on that map of, like, you know, Section 7, Section 13, Section 1. Um, so it's easier just to coordinate with your team. But yeah, they're massive, and there's typically three monsters to an area. The most infuriating part, though, is other monsters will just fly in sometimes, or if you cause an event, that they'll appear. And sometimes you're hunting a monster, and you're like, oh, he's limping, I'm about to get him, he's super weak, and then he just disappears because some other monster invaded the area, and there can only be three at a time.
0: Oh damn! Like,
1: oh, I put all that work in, and now he's got fucking it, And it's super irritating because right now, technically, I'm done the main story, kinda. Uh, so it's not really like new game plus, or just like it's high rank now. So it's just like harder. Um, okay. You so you see the majority of the game at this point, and now you get a little extra stuff like elder dragons or the big bad guys. Um, but now. There are two monsters that frequently invade other areas. So most monsters have their typical zones that they stick to, um, and you can know their path. These two guys don't really have a path. They just go to any map whenever they want, whenever they feel like it. Um, One of them is a giant dragon that its scales explode. So it'll fly over you, just carpet bomb you with its scales, and just explosions everywhere. It looks like Vietnam. It's a nightmare. Jesus. And it's worse because of how frequently he invades every other location. All the fucking time. And he'll just be hunting something else and he'll come flying in attacking. <laughs> you. It's like, I'm not even dealing with you. Why are you here? Go away. And you have um dung bombs so you can just shoot their own poop at them to scare them off to get them to go away. But that maybe buys you five minutes with this guy because he comes flying right back. It's so annoying. Um,
0: this game sounds so interesting.
1: It's just, like, a super, like, energetic and friendly dog. It's like, no, I, like, you're cute and no, Just, like, not right now. I'm busy, like, you know, cooking dinner. I have a knife in my hand. Go away. And he just won't stop jumping on top of you. It's just like... Um, and then the other guy who was recently added to, at least to the PC one, um, because he's in, I think, a wide swath of the Monster Hunter games, is called Devil Joe.
0: Devil and Joe.
1: Devil Joe. And he's affectionately called the Laser Pickle, because what? he's a giant, fugly T Rex that's like really wrinkly and green, and he yeah. shoots a big ass laser out of his mouth that kills everything.
0: Okay, and have you killed the uh freaking devil? No,
1: joy? he is an asshole <laughs> because he's also one of the guys where he's not in a set region; he just wanders from place to place. Just kicking in the door when you're halfway through a quest. It's just like, oh, hey, I see you're fighting a monster, and I see there's two other monsters in that region fighting with that monster because they can all interact. And it's like, it'd be a shame if someone came in and just murdered everyone, including the other monsters. It's like, God, I hate Double chill
0: Yeah, he's <laughs> a pretty ugly guy, and I gotta say, his teeth structure doesn't really make much sense because, like, the <laughs> top the teeth wouldn't never really chew anything. They're just kind of for aesthetics, like, pointing out of his nose and shit.
1: Oh, yeah, like, they've added a m- more detail to the world building, sort of like how these animals interact and like, the predatory chain. So, like, Devil Joe's at the top. He'll eat anyone. Um, with the monsters, you can actually cut off their tail if you do enough damage to it. In the earlier games, Devil Joe would actually eat his own tail because he's just insane. Like, he just eats everything. Wow. Uh, um, and in this one, the monsters can fight against each other. And Devil Joe fights everyone, whereas some of the smaller monsters will only hunt smaller creatures. They won't fight the bigger guys. So they try and make it more of, like, it's a real animal kingdom. There's actually, like, a predatory prey relationship. And, but, yeah, d- like the mo- like the dragon with uh, exploding scales. Like, it's pretty ridiculous. And it doesn't make much sense. Or Devil Joe, where his mouth is like, I don't, I don't know how food could actually fit in there. Um. So there's a lot of just crazy monster designs for the sake of crazy monster designs.
0: Yeah, why the pickle comparison? Just because he's green and, like, oblong?
1: He's Yeah, he's green, he's lumpy, uh, he's got, like, a few wrinkles on him. Eh, Yeah, that's about it. He looks like a big pickle.
0: Okay, fair enough. I wouldn't want to take a bite out of him.
1: Uh, He's just such an asshole, because, yeah. Like I said, there's no, like, singular quest for him, at least not yet. I haven't gotten it. Um so it's never like, oh, I'm gonna hunt him down and prepare to fight him. And it's gonna be a long, grueling fight. It's always like, oh, I'm gonna like hunt this guy, get a few more gear. It's like, oh, while I'm here, maybe I'll hit up this other guy, because he's pretty weak, so I'll get two birds with one stone, and I'm almost out of equipment. Up oh, and here's Double Joe, fucking ruining my day and shitting on my birthday cake. Like, it's just... I hate him. <laughs> I hate him <laughs> so much. And this is one of those instances where uh, Monster Hunter World's good for scaling. Um, if you're solo... It's appropriate leveling, and then if you have additional people in your party, it'll the difficulty will rank up with them. And the annoying part is, I was uh, playing with a coworker of mine, and we were in a map together, but we weren't fighting together. Like we were off collecting resources on our own. Yeah. And I ran into a monster. I was like, Oh, let me knock this guy out. I need a few of his, uh, you know, material. Let me see what I can get from him. And he was so much harder. And I realized it's because we were both in the map together, but we weren't fighting together.
2: That's so frustrating. It
1: yeah. can be tough, but it's also like, ah, that's kind of on me because I didn't say like, hey, I'm fighting this guy, come over and help me. But because the map is now all open world, like there's no loading screens between it, it treats it like you should always be together. Yeah. So he was like on the other side of the map and I was just like, ah, I mean, like I said, it's kind of on me. I should have been like, hey, I'm fighting this guy, I could probably use some help, but I still got him. But it, nice. it was definitely but again, like, we were
2: just talking about rough-er. the ability to be loners in a game and play by yourself. <laughs> and
0: it's exactly. frustrating
2: that just somebody else there makes it harder for you to beat a bad guy. That's frustrating.
0: One yeah. thing I think would help balance that out, though, is if the game recognized that you beat that monster by yourself, that all of the experience points would go to you instead of like splitting it equally, which I'm sure he didn't get any experience from you killing it by yourself. But like, you know what I mean? I'm not sure if that's how that works.
1: No, it's kind of like you exist in the same map, but you're not necessarily on the same team. So like he didn't get any of the materials from that monster that I killed because he wasn't there. Um, That makes sense. Yeah. So it is pretty fair with that. It's like if you're not there, you don't get it. And, um, you have a lobby area. You just have like a home base. You can just have plenty of people in there just like hanging out. And then if they want to come on the quest with you, they can, or they can go off and do their own quest, but it won't scale for that. It'll only scale if you're both on the same area at the same time. Hmm. Um, so that is convenient. Uh, a good way of... Uh, man, maybe not a good way. <laughs> uh, Monster Hunter World deals with like the loner scenario of like, oh, I don't want to have to play with people if I don't need to. Is uh, their online networking systems awful, and it's almost impossible to join people. So it's not super common to have people... You can't just jump into your friend's game on a whim. And, you know, do your own thing in the same area. It's so tedious and annoying. I don't actually know how to join other people's games. Like, it's happened a few times, but I don't know if I could recreate it.
0: Well, that's insane. And, yeah, in this day and age, that should be a problem that they s- should have solved by now.
1: Yeah, I th- I mean, it's a bigger problem. Than people Like, it's much harder than people realize. It. It's not just like, oh, you just set up a server and go. Um, and Capcom isn't the best with PC stuff. And they, they still recently, you know, it's still a recent port to PC. It's only been maybe a month. Um, so they're still probably working out the kinks of it. So I don't blame them for it not being perfect. But it it could probably also be more streamlined, even without the glitches. Yeah. Because I think it's like, you have to be friends with the person on Steam. And then for some of them you have to be in the same group. So you can have groups on Steam or, you know, clans or whatever. And it's like, I don't, I've never used this. It's like, well, you need to use it for monster. It's like, well, I don't. Fuck, ah, oh, alright, whatever. So you join random groups, and like, so yeah, it's it's a bit bulky and tedious, but I don't know. For the, like, 95% of the game, I've been solo. So yeah. it's entirely playable without groups. Well,
0: that's good but, to hear.
1: Goddamn, it's so fun. Right now, I just got a big old cat head. It's goofy as shit, and it's actually really good stats. Nice. So. It's funny. It, I'm still glad to see there's still, like, the charm of Monster of just, like, not taking yourself too serious, but also being super over-the-top anime serious battle. Like, my character looks like a Gundam right now with all the big bulky armor on her. Like, just so obnoxious and stupid, but it's great. And, uh... During some of the cutscenes, I can't actually see what's happening because my switch axe on my back is so fucking big, it, it actually blocks the camera. <laughs> so I can't that's see great. like half the people's faces because it's like, this is dumb.
0: <laughs> that's fantastic. That reminds me of a meme my fiance shared in our Facebook group of like, it's, uh, what's his name? Big Bird from Sesame Street, like sitting at an office meeting. And it's like, yeah, what your character looks like uh, mid cut scene, yeah. is a customizable character. I'm like, that's been there before. Yeah. Um,
1: that's a, a funny big, like, problem s- to have. Yeah, it's a serious like conversation. Like, we have to do this. Well, you know, this whole continent will die without us. And I'm just there with a cat head and like really big puffy armor, like a cotton ball. Exactly.
0: It's like, Yeah,
1: I'm your guy. Um, <laughs> so it's great. Uh, there's DLC. It's at least on the PS4. I don't know if it's on PC or, or not. Um, but you have a Palica, which is just a cat that helps you on the whole thing. He's just an assistant. And you can make him into Mega Man, just like a 3D what? 8-bit Mega Man. And it plays all the music. So when he runs in the battle, it's like da 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 And yeah, he shoots a little laser or, or a little energy blaster. Um One of, you can capture smaller wildlife and just have them like as a pet at your base. And one of them apparently is a cacturn from Final Fantasy. Oh, Cactuar! Cactuar, yeah. So apparently you can catch one of those. I haven't seen one yet, but I'm hoping to. That's
0: um, a cool little Easter yeah. egg.
1: Yeah, so it's it's very silly and like it definitely makes fun of itself at times and you know, it's it it doesn't take itself too serious, but it also does the crazy over the top armor that, you know, is just unnecessary in any world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very fun. Um and that's Sweet. That's just sucking up all of my time. I I'm still kinda playing Battleship Brigade, but like it it's very enjoyable. I love the world, I love the art, but it's slow. Okay. And the battles, when you do a battle against another chef, like a cooking battle, if you fuck up, it's like, well, there goes ten minutes, let me do it again. It's like, oh, there goes another ten minutes, still didn't get it right that time. It, like, it's not really RNG, but there are certain times where you just get screwed out of stuff, of like certain monsters or ingredients not appearing. Um, So it, it can get really annoying when you have to do multiple uh, takes of the same battle, and I think I'm on like I think I'm still on chapter one, but I'm on like part seven of chapter one, and like okay. now playing as a new character. And it's like cool, you play as that character. Let's go back in time like f- four weeks and play as this character and see what the story was happening from his perspective. So it's kind of just feels like I'm doing the same stuff again, but just as a different character. So it's kind of like ah. so it's a really good game, really beautiful, but like it it's feeling pretty slow, and it's not getting that. Satisfying reward quest ratio as like Monster Hunter is, so that's definitely like going to be occupying most of my time because it's just more satisfying to prepare for a quest, run out, kill three giant ass monsters in 30 minutes than it is to do you know 20 minutes of story, 10 minutes of a battle, and then 40 more minutes of repeating that same cooking battle because I fucked it up and I'm bad at the game, <laughs> so right. Still very good. Still recommended highly, but yeah, it's, it's taking a backseat right now.
0: Okay. That's fair enough. Um, one game I wanted to bring to our listeners' attention that's finally available, and I think I mentioned uh, news that it would be coming soon, but it's out now. It's on iOS and uh, Android. Alpha Bear 2, our infamous, our first infamous uh, <laughs> Lost episode that you guys oh. never heard. Um, but no, we talked to the developers, uh, one guy from Spry Fox, uh, Dan Cook, if I recall correctly, he was a real yep. nice guy, and we were talking about their first game, Alpha Bear, which came out in 2015, which is like, oh shit, we've been doing this a long time. But it Alpha Bear 2 is uh, just a fresh sequel to it. Um, I highly recommend it. I was playing it a little bit uh just briefly but the graphics are improved there is like a story mode i'm playing where i don't recall exactly what happened but it's something like your main character bear touches a time machine and fucks everything up and now everything's out of whack with time and you have to go back with this professor to like fix things by spelling words it doesn't really make much sense but it's (laughs) it's like it's still a lot of fun and it just adds like a neat Mechanic to the game that was missing before, but it is just very reminiscent of what you're used to. Lots of cute new bear designs. In fact, one of the first bears you start out with is cassette bear, and I'm thinking to myself like, oh, I have a goddamn little indie record label that sells cassette tapes, and I was thinking most people probably like nowadays are like, what the hell is a cassette tape? So it's cool <laughs> that to me it just was like that hit home with me. And I don't know, all the characters I've collected so far, one was even evil floppy bear. So there's like a floppy disk bear. So they have some real old <laughs> retro shit. In there and it's it's a blast. One of the coolest features of the sequel is that they now have a dictionary so if you spell a word that you're like I didn't even know that was a word, you can actually see what it means and it's really interesting so I appreciate that feature. Oh, nice. Yes.
1: Yeah. I'd still argue like if, you know, granted it would be very expensive and probably difficult to do, but if they just released like physical alpha bears just little... You know, sellable, yes, plushies. Yeah. Oh, instead, man. Of the, instead of the the instead of all the Funko Pop that's fucking everywhere and plaguing uh, the market, release the little Alpha, bell, uh, alpha Bears and all the different costumes. Plaguing the literally...
2: market is such a serious way to say that.
1: <laughs> it's just everywhere. No, I don't like, disagree. We probably yet. got Funko Pops of ourselves that we don't even know about. There's one for oh, no. everything. No, there it's there so there unnecessary. Is. They're
2: all over the place. But I think plaguing the market, that turn of phrase specifically... Is very serious. Extreme. Accusation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I stand by it.
0: I, 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 I hear what you're saying, Bren. And honestly, if they did do something like that, this is one of those collections where I'd be like, I'd need one of each of them. They're also goddamn it, cute.
1: Yeah. I, I would want that, but then I also don't want it because I yeah, can't afford to spend. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And it'd be beanie babies all over. And then everyone has them. Yep. and Nobody wants them. Um, yep. but, they are cute enough that to warrant that, so to speak. Um, another one of the best features of the original Alpha Bear is at the end of the game, you can basically it'll take some of the words you created during the match and then uh, sprinkle them in randomly into like phrases. And then if it, like, says something funny, you could share it with your friends. So, like, there's already a bunch of them. And one of the words that I was able to come up with, which is – it's hard to come up with longer words in general. But I got penetrate. And I was like, oh, that's great. I can't wait to see what they come up with at, oh, at the boy. very end. And one of the ones that st- stood out to me I thought was funny was, like, in my ideal world, the government would never penetrate me. And I was like, oh, Christ. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was like, too, I mean, too real. <laughs> I,
1: I agree. <laughs> yeah, so – Oh geez, but, uh,
0: alphabet. <laughs> That's a fucking example of how funny it is, how they use your words. So if, especially if you come up with really weird ones, um, I'm trying to recall if there was any others, but that's just one that stuc- stood out to me. So if that sounds even remotely interest- interesting to you, it's free on your phone. Definitely a must download if you like little word puzzle games. And now they have the story mode, just adding new features. It, it's got a lot of potential, and I'm I think I'm going to be playing the hell out of it.
1: Yeah, and I actually, from Alpha Bear, I started following the artist who designed all of the Alpha Bears on uh, Twitter. And uh, they're called Mow- Mowza? It's like okay. Meow M- M- Mow- Mow- Like a Cat and then ZA.
0: Yeah, Meowza.
1: Um, meowza. Um, but yeah, so they got a ton of beautiful art on Twitter, but they're actually also making a game that's coming out soon, I've been following for a bit. Mmm. Uh, it definitely, the art's definitely from the same artist, but I wouldn't say it's in the same style. Um it's called Miiko's Night Market, and okay. it's been showcased uh, around a few different demos or conventions and stuff, and a few demos have been seen, and it's gorgeous looking. I know a good amount of people are uh, really excited for it, but it's—I don't know—it kind of seems like a uh, not open world, but like casual. Adventure game where it's like a lot of I don't know, maybe like Animal Crossing would be a good comparison for it. Okay, so it's like a lot of village interaction and stuff, and it's not like crazy monster hunting. Um, but yeah, so if you like the Alpha Bear style, check that game out. Oh, totally sh- should be coming out. Well, all right, it's coming out next year, so <laughs> you got time uh, uh,
0: delayed till 2019. It must be a yep. good one.
1: Add to um, the list. <laughs>
0: But then, okay, so then the other game I got, and I literally just got it yesterday. It's the elephant in the room Spider Man, and I'm so fucking hype about it's a it. Big old elephant. Dude, you have it is...
2: just been sitting, bouncing around in your seat, <laughs> waiting to talk about yes.
0: Spider Man. It's so true. But that's what I mean. I didn't want to jump any guns. I like, could have just okay, been like.
2: Everyone stop talking. Whitney, stop having new things to say. Brent, stop having th- new things to say. i got to <laughs> well, talk about Spider
1: Man. I, oh, I haven't had that new that things rude. to say in a long time.
0: <laughs> no, that's what I mean. I was really grateful to hear from both of you. Really good uh, coverage today but and that's now what I mean. 30
2: so- minutes on spider-man go
0: yes basically <laughs> so I Deep in my heart, if someone were to ask me before all this hype, before anything, if you were just to be like Doug, who's your favorite or superhero? It's Superman. not Superman. It's it's fucking Spider-Man, without a doubt. I've always I just grew up watching the cartoon, playing the Sega Genesis game, which that is oh, dated. Man. Don't that, go play that.
1: that. So is that cartoon? That cartoon is not good. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I honestly don't even remember it, so I probably shouldn't revisit it. But um,
1: no. Batman's good. Spider-Man is not good. Don't go okay. back to Spider-Man.
0: Fair enough. I'll take yeah. your word on that. But that's what I mean. So growing up Spider-Man was such a huge thing in my life, although I am arachnophobic and I'm like, God, it's just so <laughs> goddamn stupid that it's like a spider. But uh I start I oh okay, so well first the story of me even getting a copy. I had worked all day, the, the game releases on a Friday. I By the time I'm even able to get to uh, Best Buy, it's like 8pm, so I'm like, oh shit, they're probably already sold out of physical copies, I'm probably going to get there, they're not going to have it, I'm going to go home and download the digital copy, because I just want to play this this damn game. But luckily, I get to Best Buy, I'm looking all over, can't find it, I'm like, this is a huge game, it's got to be like, have a big display case or something, and my, my fiance's with me, she's looking for me, she said she came across an area where there was two copies left, and one best buy employee was like i saw him before she even ran into him he was just like nervous i swear to god i could like see the sweat pouring off this dude being like (laughs) i do not want to miss out on this game so what ended up what ended up happening is he grabbed one for himself and took it to the back and i'm positive he was just gonna like save that for the end of his shift buy it Mm -hmm. and go home and play it and luckily though there was even one copy left and my fiance found it grabbed it and she's like i swear to god i think this is the last one so i got the last one of that best buy and it like made my night because i'm like i do not want to own this digitally there's plenty of games that i do have in my digital collection but this is one i want to have a physical copy of so grateful i could do that one downside is i wish i would have pre-ordered i know we always tell people don't pre-order games <laughs> but i think this is one that i'm regretting because there were a few like skins and uh, extra outfits or whatever that came with the pre-ordering that i would have enjoyed but it's too late at this point
2: And we had that conversation where I think that you should pre-order games if you're super hype about them because you're with your dollars. It really does make a huge difference in the kinds of games that get made based on how much people like pre-order them. If they can get sales before anyone's even tried it out. Like I totally get the argument for not pre-buying them, but also there's yeah. a strong argument for pre-buying them and that you are literally voting with your dollars because if there's a huge, if they can be on the like equivalent of a bestseller list before the game is even released, they know that what they're doing is interesting people.
0: Oh, Oh. for sure. And that's a valid point and definitely changes my perspective on it and makes me think like, damn, I should have done this because I would have benefited from it. And I am such a big Spider-Man fan. So, eh, listener, don't be like me. But it's also (laughs) too late at this point. But uh, I get the game, I get home, I pop it in. It uh, it said it was going to take 50 minutes to install. So I'm like, oh, man, what am I going to do for 50 minutes? It only actually realistically took like 30 minutes of just like straight downloading. So... Finally got into this, it was, it's, oh man, guys, like, the opening <laughs> sequence, I'm sure you guys were watching on E3 and everything, or, yeah, E3, I didn't really keep up with much of the gameplay, because I wanted to go in blind, and that opening sequence, first of all, there's a spider, so I was, like, creeped out, I'm like, damn it, I hate that. But, uh, <laughs> That's they, the game! <laughs> I know, but the thing is, uh, they just throw you to the sharks or on, like, how to ghost uh, web slinging, so it's, you're just it was crazy how it just transitioned from him putting on a suit jumping out the window and now you're playing the game so that was really cool the slinging feature is just goddamn perfect i remember at first the first few minutes i was struggling with it and i ended up on like the street being like damn it i suck but then after only a couple of minutes you really get the flow of it it's designed to be really easy you just basically hold r2 to swing as long as you can release hit x to or or send more or actually i think it's r2 again to send more web slinging but it just feels perfect it just and that's one thing i was nervous about this is a giant map of new york city and i'm thinking is getting from one side of the map to the other going to be a problem when with like uh fast travel or anything i i honestly don't think they have fast travel and i i think that's a good thing because the swinging feature is basically one of the biggest mechanics of the whole game like my fiance was watching me play for the first few hours and it did play out like a movie so there's a lot of really cool cutscenes and like uh, uh what do i want to say quick time events but it's not like overwhelming with that stuff but what, oh, wait, the one thing that my fiance loved about it is the swinging, so she was just like, Can I play for a little bit just to swing around the city? And she was like, I could do this for hours, so I think people are gonna really enjoy just that aspect alone of just getting around the city. Um, one thing I did get through the very first uh, boss, I guess you want to call it uh, Kingpin is what I remember him from the comic, but that he was calling him like Wally or by his real name in the, in the game,
1: uh, Wilson Fisk.
0: Oh, Wilson. Yes, that's it. Yes, Fisk. That's He keeps talking about Fisk's guys, and I was like, man, I, I forgot his real name. I just remember him being Kingpin. But yeah. so, you, from what I'm told, you're going to f- encounter almost every Spider-Man enemy minus Sandman in this game, so that's exciting.
1: Uh, is Sandman a good guy, or is he just not in it?
0: I, I just don't think he's in this. I could be wrong. I'm not sure if I read that somewhere or not, but – okay. Overall, the game is fantastic. The hype was uh well-merited. I think it's going to be really high in the running for my game of the year even though what it wasn't uh before the Storm this year and I was like very fanatical about that. So it's going to be a tough one to I, to I don't know. Oh, I
1: don't, I don't even know how you compare those two. Like No,
0: you're right. It's definitely in, in a whole nother class, but I, it's just because I'm such a Life is Strange fan that I, that really connected yeah. with me, and I enjoyed it. Like it was such a, a, a emotional experience, and I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the story they told. But no, that's why it isn't comparable because it's almost like Horizon Zero Dawn in the sense of like open world, so much to do. Um, I'm already like there's collectibles, um, backpacks, which is kind of funny. There's 55 backpacks spread throughout the city, and I'm thinking to myself, they're all backpacks that used to belong to peter parker that he would just web up in different places and i'm like okay that's a little ridiculous to own 55 backpacks and like lose them or just like put them around the city so it's definitely a game mechanic but as you're collecting them i forget which one but it kind of explains that oh when i won this contest for dr octavius and i got a lifetime supply of backpacks <laughs> <I'm>
1: like, <laughs> okay well i guess
0: that's how you explain that they um, real
1: heavy handed
0: <laughs> yeah but over oh, The one thing that makes it really feel Spider-Man is just the personality of Peter Parker he's like narrating his own like uh, adventures as he's like flying throughout the cities he's like calling himself Spider-Cop and annoying the (laughs) lady he's talking to uh, via communicating with the radio and stuff her name's Yuri I I guess she works for the police and she's like undercover working with Spider-Man and if anyone found out that she was working with Spider-Man she would lose her job so there's a lot of stuff going on in there the opening Mm. of the game Though, was a little intense and ridiculous, like over the top, as far as like there was like terrorists in every window shooting guns and like uh Spider-Man's st- 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 like standing next to you and they're like having a conversation. Just like I'm like, man, this is like every day for these people where it's like the most like it looked like yeah, Vietnam. It was like goddamn war zone, fucking guns and shit firing in every direction, bullets flying. So the action, it's very action-packed and like I said, playing out like a movie. Um it was fantastic. One of my college friends, for me, is like a diehard Spider Man fan and he has like a bunch of the comics and in fact he wrote a book and I'm hoping to have him on the show and we can talk about that but he called me up uh day 1 cuz he saw I was playing Spider-Man and me and him had been previously talking like this is a day 1 game no no doubt and he was like I just wanted to call you to celebrate the triumph of a game that is Spider-Man and I was like I know it's like it's fucking fantastic it's everything we all wanted it to be so for anyone that was on the fence you you must get it and I even Saw some reviews come out where it was like 9 out of 10, 9.5 out of 10, 10 out of 10, and I was kind of rolling my eyes at that, being like, we've seen this before, but here I am, I'm very much in the enamored state, I'm sure in a week or two I won't be as, like, eyes glazed over with, like, this is the best game I've ever played, but as of right now, it is just... Flawless. So far, no bugs, which, knock on wood, um, a bunch of people I was reading about. Plenty of read-
1: spiders, though.
0: Well, <laughs> nice. Ah. No, I've heard plenty <laughs> of people that bought the digital edition were having trouble installing it, and Sony's well aware of the issue and trying to help them out with it. So it's like, oh, God, I'm glad I got a digital copy. And also, though, someone or who... a physical compo- copy. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, someone who complained, though, that their digital one wasn't working, I read a thread where they were like, oh, I just ran to a red box just to get the physical disc to see if that would fix it. And it didn't work for them then. And I'm like, OK, oh, I think that's just your that PlayStation at that point. I don't honestly know if they're yeah, going to be able to help say, you. Uh,
1: do you know if the digital copy is it like an actual bug or glitch with it or is it just so big like i feel like this game would be massive to download and people just probably don't have storage for it
0: yeah it's a big download so i think maybe something could have easily gotten corrupted during the transfer and but even another thread i was reading someone was like i uninstalled every game i did and like put my ps4 back to factory settings and then installed it and it still didn't work i'm like man i am so glad i'm not in your shoes and that was someone who even said they were like My brother works at Insomniac, so I was like extremely excited to support their game and I can't even play it. So I'm like, oh, if someone's in that boat, I feel really bad for you. I definitely think you're in the minority there. It's like a very small case of people that are dealing with that. But if you are, you might want to get a refund, might want to get another PS4 or contact Insomniac directly and be like, what can we do about this? Because I'm sure they have good customer support. I could be wrong. You never know.
1: (laughs) Eh, Most customer support's not great.
0: Yeah, Um. that's true. But the game overall, yeah. another cool thing about it, it almost gives me a Deus Ex human revolution vibe of like the little mini games throughout. It's like, if you play Deus Ex, uh, they have the hacking mini game when you go up to com- com- computer terminal and you'd have oh, yeah. to do like connect the dots kind of thing. This is very similar with, um, some of the stuff you're interning for Dr. Octavius and he has a bunch of like tablets and stuff and you have to like, or like experiments he's working on and some of them are broken. So you go in and fix the circuitry. And it is just like a mini game where you have to you have a certain amount of puzzle pieces and you connect them to make this energy flow go from one point to the other um sometimes they add variables to it, so it's like, "Oh well, these ones need to be positively charged and negatively charged, and the amount of charge needs to balance out in order for you to get to the next uh one so it's semi challenging. I'm kind of fairly familiar with that style of like mini game thrown into games like this, so I was able to jump in, but I could see someone who's not like familiar with that stuff struggling with it or having to look it up maybe just for the first few and then they get the hang of it and then they're on their way but um i do enjoy that it's uh like my friend for said it it doesn't overstay it's welcome it's very interspersed and enjoyable and not like overwhelming they had a couple and they had a few variations as well like one thing as you're traversing the city to like open up the map you have to find these towers where you change the frequency or like fix the towers so that, um, you can unlock the GPS for that area. And you can see where the backpacks and other collectibles are in that area. And in order to do that, you do this little mini game where you use your right and left analog sticks to line up the frequencies. So like imagine like a sine wave, you like change the frequency of sine waves and then the height of them with, uh, either analog stick. And then in order, then you match what the is there and, it unlocks it so it's stuff like that that i don't know i think it's a cool little addition it makes it just kind of feel real as like spider-man's going fixing things up and as you're traveling there's always little crimes popping up it's like oh kidnapping here assault here drug deal there so it's really it just feels like a fantastic superhero game i'm i'm in love
2: nice
0: so
1: it it seems to be taking place during college for peter parker if he's interning Uh
0: and that's one thing I he's clearly got the homecoming suit on as I start the game. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's supposed to be Tom Holland. He looks older than Tom Holland in Homecoming. So yeah, I yeah. clearly think it's an older, yeah, it must be college. It yeah, it must be like the setting of like Spider-Man 2 with uh Toby Maguire like right before Doctor Octavius became like the bad guy he is, right?
1: That's what I was wondering because yeah, he's a pretty prominent villain for Spider-Man. So if he hasn't even become a villain yet yes gotta be fairly early
0: that's what it seems like yeah and he's also broken up with mary jane i i saw him (gasps) yeah he he found some letter where it was like oh me and mary jane were supposed to move into this place together but instead we broke up i was like damn that sucks
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean i I guess that's one way to (laughs) quickly establish uh their relationship in this world
0: yeah Um,
1: it's it's weird seeing How much more? I don't know. It seems like in recent years there's been more Mary Jane backlash and more uh, Gwen Stacy favoritism in recent years for Spider Man stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure why.
0: I get that vibe as well. Oh, one other really awesome feature of this game is the photo mode, and that's becoming more apparent in a lot of games. Like, I know I have it in Horizon Zero Dawn and Final Fantasy XV, and I enjoy it. But the thing about those games is you actually, like, hit a button to take the picture, and it, like, saves it to a gallery. This photo mode doesn't do that. You just set up the photo and then use your PS4 to take a screenshot, and that's how you take the photos. So it's kind of Uh. different. I, I, I guess that works, but I remember when I first got in the photo mode, I'm at the top of the Empire state building like i did it and i was like i want to take some pictures and i was like i don't even know how to take a picture there's this whole interface but technically you don't take a picture you just take a screenshot
1: (laughs) the one game where it would be plot relevant to take Mm -hmm. pictures of everything yeah Yeah, no kidding yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: There is a the selfie mode which is kind of cute. So like anywhere you're at, you can he can do like a little peace sign at the camera. But I'm excited to maybe unlock some new spider suits. Um my friend who did pre pre-order, pre-order the game sent me some screenshots of his suits that he got and they were pretty cool. So I thought Yeah, I'm, I'm looking excited. at them
1: now. They're um the ones like the punk rock Spider-Man. He's got yeah. a denim vest and like uh kind of spikes as, so like a mohawk. I think that's an alternate timeline Spider-Man. He's got Chuck Taylor's on too. <laughs> um <laughs> The other one is the from the Infinity Wars like Iron Spider sort of suit that Tom Holland was wearing. Yeah, um, in the movie, and then the last one looks like the what was it the Spectacular Spider Man where Doc Ock and him actually switch bodies, and he's he very more tech focused. Yeah, it so looks kinda,
0: fucking badass. Um, yeah.
1: But I'm like any Spider Man game, I'm sure there's going to be a shitload of costumes, so I'm sure you'll find another one you'll prefer than those three since you missed out on the pre order.
0: Definitely. And one thing, you even saying the word spectacular reminded me of the difficulty settings. I think it was normal, amazing, and spectacular. And I'm playing on amazing first just because that's like your average gamer. Like you still want some challenge. And the Mm. game is quite challenging. Oh man, the combat. I can't believe I didn't even go into it. The combat is fucking insane. Like he has his spidey senses. So when someone's like about to hit you, you can hit circle to dodge and it just flows so incredibly. Like, you'll literally be up against like 12 dudes, like six of them have guns. Other guys have like electric b- batons and stuff. And you can still like just martial arts your way out of there and kick some ass. It's absolutely invigorating and wild, but it is rather challenging, especially if there's like people with guns, like one scenario I was in, I was fighting a bunch of people on these rooftops and then like another rooftop away, there's guys with guns that I didn't even know about. So they were just picking me off and I'm like, damn it. So the game is challenging if you play on amazing but not too challenging to the point where like you're going to like rage quit or anything but i'm assuming playing on spectacular is going to be quite a trip um but if you're just in it for the story i recommend just normal or it might not even be called normal it might be something else
1: yeah if it's anything like arkham's combat system like it seemed like it was um it's just going to be getting more precise with the timing of the counters and the different uh moves you have to you know disable an enemy so and they're just become like more bullet spongier. So the the difficulty seems to rank up in just like quicker, quick time events sort of stuff. Um, but you know, still a challenge.
0: Yes. And it's there's such a variety of like moves and things that you can do. It's like so badass when you like land some like wild ass move. Or like you like web someone up against the wall or like kick someone off a rooftop. I feel bad when that happens, but I'm like, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm like, you're obviously a bad guy, you're one of Fisk's men.
1: Well that's it's stuff like that cuz you're talking about how like this is every day for some of the people in New York and in Marvel's New York. Yes. And there's there's a few comics where you see it's just the uh, perspective is from like an office building on like a floor, people are working, you know, doing uh, all this different filing reports. And you just see the green goblin flying by, throwing bombs. Everyone looks up <laughs> and he goes back to work. And you see Spider Man swing by, and everyone looks up and gets back to work. And you see the Hulk fly by. And it's kind of like, yeah, what would you do if you're just walking down the street and a body just plummets down from 60 stories up? Exactly. Oh my like, god. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now there's mush in front of me that used to be a person.
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny too, like because Batman isn't he like against killing people? He he'll like disable them or like I don't know. He doesn't want to like actually hurt kill people, but like yeah, at that's least one of his rules. Spider Man doesn't seem to give a fuck. <laughs> it's
1: pretty cool. <laughs> well, <it's, laughs>
0: at least in this game,
1: it's the same with the games. Like if you play an Arkham game, he says he's not killing anyone, but if you're hitting someone with a Batmobile going 150 down a <laughs> suburban street, you're definitely killing someone. Whatever weird, dumb plot device you invented to say he's not killing him, he's definitely killing him.
0: Yeah. But, so, I got it just yesterday, day one, I have, like, I don't know, probably four or five hours in. I'm only 7% story-wise, but I am just doing a lot of uh, getting the towers, opening up the map, seeing where the backpacks are, the collectibles. There's 55, I think I'm at 31 already, so I'm just, like, burning through that. Because it is so fun to just web around the city. So, highly recommend this game. I'm sure I'm going to have more to talk about it. And if I ever have Firmin on to talk about his book, I'm sure me and him will be really gushing on this game.
1: God, that's that's definitely one of the games where I'm like, I could watch a game, uh, less play of it, but like, I really, like, that in God Awards. like, I really want to play them.
0: It and needs to be in your hands, no, yeah. without a doubt, it's just a different experience, because it it's phenomenal to watch, but yeah, even just handing the controller over to my fiance and being like, now you web around, she's like, this is amazing, I'm like, yeah, absolutely worth it.
1: My roommate just got a PS4, so maybe I'll just keep, like, subtly drop hints of, like, <laughs> trying to get him to buy it, you know, like, filling his room full of spiders or something. And see how uh, that goes. I'll split yeah, it with you. Yeah,
2: that's a good you. way to get someone to buy a video game. Yeah, like, yeah. A room full of spiders.
1: <laughs> He's also arachnophobic, so yeah. it will go really well.
0: I'm glad I'm not your roommate. But, um, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
0: let's see a here. Um, <laughs> is there any kind of news we want to talk about? Uh, I think I have a really short game or no game we can play later.
2: There were two things that I wanted to bring up in the sort of news segment, and one is I'm very behind on podcasts, including ones that I'm on, like this one. Have, <laughs> we, talked about donut, have we talked about Donut County yet?
1: Uh, very briefly, like, just mentioning okay. it.
2: Because yeah, I, I have doubt. not played it yet, but it is literally blowing up my feed everywhere <laughs> that I have a feed. People are talking about Donut County, and it looks... Incredible, but I just wanted to know if anyone had played it to ask about it. But
0: uh, we haven't played it, but yeah, we were talking about what was the game that had the exact same style that we were talking about. Shit, I'm it was to-
1: like that Goose one, which I found yes. a, a different game, Untitled yeah, Goose G- Goose yes. Game. Yeah, so it's yeah, this Donut one. Um, because we also mentioned it, it's by Ben Esposito, who I played yeah. some of his earlier games uh, from getting uh, screwed over by LA Gamespace. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's it looks very good, and it's just bizarre I everyone who has going. played
2: it has rave reviews
1: that's good every single person
2: i saw that has played it so um that i heard one thing and it's not necessarily a spoiler i mean it's all about like sucking things into a black hole and becoming a bigger black hole it's kind of like opposite katamari damacy I, I was yeah. just
1: thinking that yeah
2: yeah um but there's i heard one thing like it gets more complicated with than just sucking things into a hole it, there's one thing where like if you sp- um, you get an achievement if you do. If you get like a hot coal from a fire first and then you suck down an ear of corn, then you make popcorn and it explodes up into the sky and like hits something <laughs> that you, there's no other way to do that other than sucking things in the right order and like oh, wow. making combinations as you're doing it, that different actions will happen and there's only certain ways to do certain things in the game. And as soon as I heard that and realized that it was more complex than I thought it was, I was very into it. So I'm probably gonna end up getting that and, and trying that out soon because everyone's had rave reviews and as soon as I heard that it was a little bit more more complex in gameplay than i thought it was uh i was all in on it so
1: yeah Super that's good cool. to hear there's uh, a screenshot of a raccoon sitting on the toilet on a laptop 10 out of 10 perfect <laughs> yeah <game.
0: laughs> pretty much i'm with that 100 this does look like you guys said with katamari but reverse so i i want to play this as well
1: yeah um and then
2: the other thing was on social media this week everyone i've seen it like five times in different places um Everyone's doing this meme where you pick five games.
1: Oh yeah, I did that
2: to tell somebody else like about your, your personality.
1: Yeah, not, your like, personal games taste. that they should play
2: or your f- favorite games, but like to tell people about you. So I was curious what your guys's were.
0: Oh, I missed this meme. I I'm so not hip. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, but no. I I, I was just picking a f- top five basically.
2: Yeah, so I'll I'll tell you mine because I think it gives you a very good example of like if I'm trying to tell you who I am as a person, yeah. more so than just like what my favorite games are, yeah. I pick Portal One, Portal 2, Oh, nice. Until Dawn, um, Alan Wake, and now I'm forgetting what the fifth one was. Oh shit, what did I say the fifth one was? Hang on. I'm gonna i f- I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look at <laughs> the post up and see what I said.
0: I'm just currently thinking about my own.
2: Oh, Bioshock, Bioshock. Okay. Oh,
0: yeah, uh, okay. Good. That's a and good I, one.
2: I think that gives you a very good sense of who, who I am as a person. If you know those five games, uh, I think that's tell, says a lot about me.
0: Definitely
1: snarky humor, meta uh, game manipulation,
2: and a little bit spooky.
1: And spooky, yeah. Those hmm. some good picks. I agree.
2: <laughs> so, bro, what were yours?
1: Uh, I end up. It. I know they're supposed to be like your taste, but my like some of them were also some of my favorite games, which, mm-hmm. I don't know, it makes sense. Um, I end up picking Binding of Isaac, Witcher 3, mm-hmm. Oxenfree, Valhalla, and One Piece Pirate <laughs> Warriors 3.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus.
1: Because it's just a big, dumb, over-the-top anime, power fantasy, Dynasty Warriors game. And, I don't consider them a guilty pleasure, because I feel no shame about liking them, but, like, they're just so mindless, and just I, I mean, that's kind of, like, what Monster Hunt, Hunter is right now for me. So mm-hmm. I just love those kind of games where it's just, like, kill a million soldiers, and, like, you're just, like, the top brass.
0: There is something about that. Like, that's why Dynasty Warriors is so popular, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just so satisfying. Because those games have gone down real far since, like, 4. Like, True. they've just gotten worse, but they keep going because people still want those types of games. Uh, Hyrule Warriors, that's on Wii U? Yeah, I
0: think... Or, uh switch, yep.
1: Or at least should be getting ported to Switch if it hasn't already. Um so like yeah, like just reskin it with whatever, you know, someone's favorite franchise is. That'll sell like hotcakes. And I'm fully on board with it, so Yeah. Oh you dug it's uh, Jet Set Radio, Life oh, is yeah. Strange, Jet well, Set no, Radio, oh, Life I, is
0: Strange. I didn't oh man, I wasn't even gonna go Life is Strange. I don't know. I'm crazy. Okay, so now that you say that. All right, yeah, Jet Set Radio Future, The Legend of Dragoon, Rez, um fuck, I guess Life is Strange in Kingdom Hearts because, like, that would Ew. really be on brand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Some in the running, though, would definitely be, like, Rocket Knight Adventures and, like, some retro shit like that.
2: hmm Yeah, I, I think it's such an interesting question because, like, we always talk about our favorite games. Yeah. Or, or, like, our the games that maybe aren't our favorites to go back and revisit but are so technically adept that we're so into them. But I think... Looking at games from the perspective of what most represents my personality, I was thinking about all of them differently when I was trying to put that list together. So I thought it was a fun game in that respect, because I never think about games as like, what is the most Whitney game that I play, rather than like my favorite game or my most like, or the game that's most impressive.
0: I can guess two for Mark, uh, Persona and Life is Strange, (laughs) for sure.
1: Uh, Yeah, those line up. Uh, yeah, because I was thinking about, like, most of the games I picked are actually some of my favorite games, because I mm-hmm. have just hundreds so of hours in them.
2: All of those five that I picked are in my top ten list, so yeah. in half of my top ten list right there. But
1: yeah. um, but if you ask me, I don't think I ever would have picked One Piece Pirate Warriors 3 as my <laughs> top 20 games, like, favorite right. games. But it's very in line with my taste of games. Right. Same with uh, Valhalla. It's, like... I've said it before, it's more of just a visual novel. There's really not much of gameplay elements to it, really. Um, but it was just very enjoyable with great character writing, great style, and amazing music. So yeah. I was like, I, and I'm a sucker for cyberpunk, so.
0: Yeah, I just love the aesthetic of the game Rez, and the music there is ridiculous. Uh, Just a Mm -hmm. psychedelic, trippy experience. Uh, I also love games like that, that are like, uh, what, Zone of the Enders, and Panzer Dragoon, Orta. They're all just fun, like, I don't know, shooter games. Mm -hmm. But um, Um, how about any other things, maybe before we play Game or No Game Quick? I think I saw something in Show Topics.
1: uh, There hasn't been much video game news, because... 95 of everything spider-man right now yeah. which <laughs> hey i don't blame them i love spider-man so this is great uh, to see um but yeah so not much game wise uh there was supposed to be a nintendo direct today actually i believe but because japan's going through this crazy earthquake tsunami clusterfuck um they actually did, had to delay it so hopefully hopefully everything works out there because it's <sighs> news story is not looking great um but movie wise, there's actually a few things, at least, that I was interested in. Okay. Uh, Henry Cavill, uh, who's Cavill. Superman. Cavill? I never know how to pronounce that. Uh, Henry Cavill, uh, who's Superman in all the recent stuff, uh, just got announced to be playing Geralt in the Netflix Witcher series. Oh, yeah. So.
2: I am very curious to see how that goes.
1: It, that's the thing. I, I didn't initially like react negatively. I was all like, nah, no, fuck that. But I was just like, <laughs> huh. Like, I'm, I'm curious to see how this works. Cause he seems, he's apparently a big fan of the entire series. He's played the games multiple times. He's read the books multiple times. So he's a big fan of it and knows the character. So that's definitely a plus already versus like someone just coming in to get a paycheck like Ben Affleck as Batman. It's like, you don't mm-hmm. give a shit about this. Um, so he's definitely, got you know bonus points for that i'm just curious to see how it goes you know mock him up with a beard and some gray hair i could think you could definitely look like uh gerald but then grant granted gerald's mostly covered up with the beard and scars and stuff so i feel like most people could look like him. but it's, it's netflix it's live action so it's like eh, i'm not super comfortable with those <laughs> netflix hasn't been making a lot of good stuff lately so uh um, but the director of the series actually did, like, a small short film about uh, a cockatrice who was, like, turning people to stone. And it was, like, really good. It was, like, pretty well done for a pretty low budget. So if that's any indication of how he'll do the series, I'd, I'm more secure in it than I would be with, like, Hollywood doing it. Or, like, a big studio name doing it. Um, and in yeah. line with superheroes and uh, casting and all that. They released uh, the first official pictures of Captain Marvel. The... Mm -hmm. Not next Marvel movie, I don't think. But uh, one of the ones coming up in 2019 with Brie Larson as Captain Marvel.
2: I think that's a good choice. I I think it's a very good choice. And I think that she uh, is... I think she's going to do well with it. So I'm curious to see how that one goes, too. I think she's going to crush it.
1: Yeah. The only thing is, like, I'm throw out because i'm so used to recent captain marvel with the short haircut so just seeing her with longer hair just throws me off for a second but no i agree I, I very much like brie larson and um really enjoy the way they've been taking captain marvel in recent years and making a more prominent character so uh but this one's actually set to be uh kind of a flashback it's set to be in the 90s i believe so it's not recent and in the pictures we see her as a like fighter pilot um but I think uh, they release a synopsis saying, like, it's going to just start off, like, she's already in space. Like, she's already up there established with the Kree. So I guess these are going to be through flashbacks that are going to tell her origin. So the whole thing's not going to be an origin story, just segments. Which I greatly prefer, since I already mo- know most of these stories. Okay. But I know I'm, eh, maybe not a minority, but I know not everyone knows the origin story, so. yeah. Um, but we see uh, Nick Fury with both eyes, like we see a young Nick Fury, so it's definitely before shit goes down. And they're setting up the Scroll, which, gotta call it now, but people have probably already called it for the last few years, they're going to be the next villain. They're going to do the Secret Wars with the Scroll. That's going to be the next big Avenger thing after uh, Infinity War. Cool. So, it all looks very good. I'm very excited to see this.
0: Very cool. Um, one I saw that I doesn't really hold much water with me, but maybe a listener will connect with it. But THQ Nordic picks up the Kingdoms of Amalur IP from Thirty Eight Studios. Um, if anyone's familiar, Kingdoms of Amalur. If I'm not mistaken, some of the developers that were on Skyrim back or working at Bethesda ended up branching off and doing their own thing, and it is just like a medieval fantasy. Skyrim sort of clone but like more cartoony I don't know it's uh, maybe not like Skyrim it's probably not even open world I don't know much about the game other than it, you're like a knight with swords killing orcs and creatures and shit like that but it looks mm-hmm. pretty good and yeah I, the, the THQ Nordic has a good reputation so maybe that'll uh revitalize that franchise
1: yeah I know like there are some very dedicated fans to kingdoms of Amalar, but yeah it's it definitely seemed to have gotten swept under the rug. It might have come out around the same time as Skyrim.
0: Yeah, so it's kinda I think like so.
1: Any, it's like those games where it's like any other year, this would have been game of the year. But it just happened to come out against one of the biggest contenders, which was unfortunate. Um, but yeah, TH, uh, THQ nordics pretty good, pretty consistent. Um, they got Darksiders 3 in the works right now, which that's going to be fun and interesting. Um I heard so, the port
0: for PS2, or the Darksiders 2 port for PS4 was kind of a mess, though. I, I'm, no, I'm not it? sure. That's at least what I've been reading. I didn't play it myself, so I can't really elaborate.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're not perfect. They're not a perfect studio, so like it's definitely possible. Ports are always especially messy. Yeah. Um, but I'm surprised because they usually make them for console and then port it to PC, and PC ports are usually the worst.
0: Like, yeah, that Ark- would make sense to me, yeah.
1: <laughs> Arkham Knight is god-awful atrocious. Especially on PC, but yeah, I, you know, I I think they could do it well, and I think they also got the rights to Time Splitters. Yeah, they no bought the way. rights to Time Splitters not too long ago.
0: Holy shit, that's cool!
1: So they might be working on a Time Splitter sequel or reboot or of some kind.
0: Yeah, that's neat. Uh, that uh, I used to play that with some friends way back in the day. So that'd be fun to relive. Yeah,
1: that'd, that'd be a lot interesting to see because it's such a split-screen game. Yes. Like, I remember the multiplayer more than anything.
0: Man, so. it's weird being old because just the other day, my fiance and I were talking about uh, movies and the, uh, specifically The Lord of the Rings. And I was saying how I remember when that movie came out, I bought a widescreen edition of it on DVD and didn't realize it was widescreen until I popped it in and was like, "No!" And she was like, <laughs> "There was such a thing as like they would sell movies in widescreen versus full screen." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. It's, it was such a pain in the ass." Mm-hmm. So I guess listeners, if you're really young, that might have blown your mind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, it still happens now. With like, I remember a friend buying uh, a Blu-ray movie, not realizing it wasn't just like a HD DVD. Like, you had to have a Blu-ray player, or um, people who buy 4K stuff now. Yeah, it's like, oh, I bought a 4K movie. It's like, do you have a 4K TV? It's like, no. It's like, then <laughs> you wasted your money. Pretty much. <laughs> so,
0: at least they kind of remedy it now with like, oh, you buy the Blu-ray, it comes with a DVD and a digital edition, but it costs more. So. Uh, It's maybe worth it. But anyway, uh, let's see. Let's play a real quick game of Game or No Game. All right, so I only have like five, maybe six of them here for you guys, but let's see what you uh, let's see how many you get right. Uh, what do you think of a game called Lego Animal Safari? Oh
1: god, it, it's all the shovelware it makes it so hard to tell what's real or not.
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely that sounds like a game for sure. But you like to do that when you play this game,
1: so
2: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say no game.
1: I'm gonna say no game. Oh, you guys
0: saw through it. No, well done, Whitney. That was, <laughs> yes, you are. This. Damn it. Uh, how much more can I keep this up? Uh, but let's see. Um, all right. Well, then <laughs> let's go with this next one. What do you guys think of a game called Pawn Stars Pumped Up?
1: Uh, um, see, that's one I really don't want it to be a game.
2: <laughs> I don't want it to be real <laughs> But either, very so it very probably be. is. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes.
1: It's a no,
0: and the reason it sounds like it is, is because uh, it's it's just an offshoot of the TV show. It's a it's another yeah, P- pumped up is another rendition of the TV show. So that's a thing, but not a game. They should make it a game. That'd be fun. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll give you. No, five they bucks. should. They really should. <laughs> but um, how a couple more for you guys? Do you think there's a game called Ice Age Dino Dinner?
1: Yes. Yes
0: oh you guys are quick with that and that is real uh that they had a shitload of ice age games like i didn't realize it and i had so many to choose from i'm like yeah that one sounds like the most not real one but it's it's real
1: (laughs) that's why i believe it's real because it's like we were actually talking about this offline like a week or so ago it's like oh yeah they made like one or two ice Age movies it's like no they made like seven (laughs) like they kept going with that and like just everyone forgot about it but somehow they kept going
0: and then they made a crossover with The Land Before Time, and it was The Land Before Ice Age. No, that didn't happen, but...
1: They, I, they no. might have.
0: <laughs> sounds like something they would do, but okay, yeah. I got three more for you guys. What do you think of a game called Captain Blood? <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, I think it, that's real, because I think I've heard Captain Blood before.
1: Yeah, it, sounds, it sounds like it definitely wouldn't be a good game. It sounds like it was, like, one game a guy did by himself and never ran by anyone else, so no one said, hey, this title's terrible. I'm gonna say yes.
0: Whitney?
2: Yeah, I also said yes, but I realized okay. just now what why I, Captain Blood sounds like a real thing. Yes, and, and, and that's,
0: that's why- Yes, exactly. Okay, so it's not a game, but it is an old-ass uh, movie. It's, like, straight-up yeah. black and white, and it's... The reason I even know of it is because my fiance she said, like, it's one of her mom's favorite movies, and it was yeah. on TV, and I saw Captain Blood. I'm like, that's got to be uh, a game or no game, because that sounds like it could be a game, but it is not. So that's why it sounds familiar for anyone out there scratching their heads. Um uh, okay. But two more for you. What about Super Dungeon Tactics? Ooh...
1: As much as I like Dungeon Crawlers, there's a lot of bad ones. Yeah. That sounds like it could be one.
2: Uh, I'm going to say
1: game. Yeah, same.
0: It is indeed a game, and apparently pretty good. Right. I, I would check that one out. Um, And last but not least, do you think there's a game called Yeti in My Spaghetti?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be a game.
1: Uh, I'm going to say... You know what? I'm gonna say yes.
2: I'm gonna say no.
0: It's a no, but listen Dad. to this. It, it's a kids' board game, and I saw it. Like I forget, it's a game. it's still a game. Technically, so that's what that's like fuzzy one. But no, I saw a commercial for it, and I'm like, oh my god. So yeah, look up a commercial for Yeti and My Spaghetti. It's real people, but not a video game. But so I'll both give you points on that because it's like uh, <laughs> muddy waters. But that's how we play: game or no game
1: all
0: right let's wrap this one up what's up
1: I thought it'd be like Showering with Your Dad Simulator, where it's just like super low-res, like, indie game, like, for four bucks as, like, a joke game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic title, so they had to do something with it, Um, but Mm -hmm. a board game is what they came up with. Uh, Let's do some plugs. Uh, Whitney, where can our listeners find you?
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Whitney underscore Nelson, Instagram, Whitney Nelson, no underscore, and that's spelled N-E-L-S-E-N. And then you can go check out my podcast called Historical Hotties, where we take different categories of historical figure and then we debate to see which one is the biggest babe. Uh, the most recent one that we did was Code breakers. So we talked about people who have um, been notable in helping to like decrypt and decipher uh, codes in history. And it's a really interesting one. It's a good one.
1: Now, do they have to be real people from history, or could it they be have like to be th- real people? So, like, not the cast of Hackers.
2: No, but that would have won in my book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves Matthew Lillard.
0: There we go. Um, how about you, Brand? Where can our listeners find you?
1: Uh it is on Twitter, is very uninteresting. I use it to retweet stuff to try and win a switch. Um, instead, you can actually do something good on Twitter and look at the hashtag. Uh, hashtag visible women where it's just a punch of women in like the creative industry it's it's not for any one particular one it's for just like anything so there's like uh book authors there's artists there's animators there's game developers there's journalists it's just a ton of stuff and it's honestly it's the way i found some of my favorite artists on twitter and one of the spider-man prints i actually bought recently i found through that hashtag and bought it from her Oh, nice. So, highly recommend checking that out. There's a lot of good stuff there.
0: Very cool. And listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe, tell a friend. We're on iTunes, Google Play. Oh, not that joke again.
1: Uh, (laughs) Do it every time.
0: (laughs) uh, And also, if you are interested in checking out the record label I'm working on, it's MissedOutRecords.com. I got a bunch of cool Screamo, Emo bands to check out. uh, Buy some cassettes. Uh, Some really cool releases coming down the pipes. A bunch of bands from like uh, different countries a few from France uh, Spain all sorts of stuff going on so check that out if that sounds interesting at all but we will be back next week thanks for listening to us ramble about video games see you next time
1: see